Come on, bitch, bitch, let's go. Come on, get, get, get ready, bitches. So, Casey, what a ridiculously long week it has been. Mm. I'm so happy to convene with you on the podcast and. I hope you got some alcohol to drink tonight because it is a nighttime podcast recording. So yes, let's do this. What absolutely. are you drinking? I am drinking Trader Joe's Reserve Brut Rosé sparkling wine. And I got to say, highly recommend. I thought it was going to taste cheap and awful. Pretty good. Really? Well, I'm doing La Marca Prosecco. Mm. And, um, yeah, and I've been kind of doing this the last few podcasts because it's got a lower alcohol content, but I'm sort of burning out on it now. I think I'm going to have to shift it up. I'm kind of thinking I'm going to go with tequila next podcast. Oh, we could have a, we could have a margarita spicy marg podcast. Yeah. I'd like to do that. I'd like to incorporate tequila because I, I, I'm going to maybe go low carb soon. Love it. Yeah. I'm going high carb soon. Or I guess I'm continuing to do high carb. Just How do you I'm, stay skin, skinny? I, I don't. I've gained like at least 15 pounds over quarantine. I'm so fat. I'm going to get sucks. like that injection in your chin or whatever. The Kybella? <laughs> yeah. It like yeah. sucks your fat out or cool I, sculpting on my mm-hmm. neck I, or something. I actually <laughs> asked a doctor, can I get Kybella in my gobble? And they were like, no, this is just like excess skin. And I was like, oh. Rude. (laughs) That's so so terrible. I don't think you can do that. Anything about that. Uh, Yeah, I guess I'll have to change bodies. Here's a beauty tip. You know what I found out is that as you get older, you should have Botox injected in your nose and you should have um, Botox or filler injected in your chin. Wait, why? Okay, so here's the secret. So your nose, as you age, starts to droop down. And when they inject it in the nose, it makes your muscle relax and your nose naturally lifts up. And the reason you should get Botox or filler in your chin is you know how you see in the old cartoons, like an old person, their chin like folds up as they get like, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about? I, I do. I do. Okay. Fact. Okay. So, or maybe you've seen witches. They have chins like in drawings that like mm. fold up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. an exaggerated version of what really happens to your chin. So when you inject Botox in your chin, it relaxes your chin muscles and it makes it look like more poised from a side angle. Oh, wow. And, Yeah, and they can also put a little filler in to round out your chin because that also gets impacted with age and then you'll look younger from the side profile. You know, with Botox, I generally don't see someone's face change that much. It's just like some of the wrinkles are gone. But with filler, it can start to really change the shape of your face. And then I'm like, I don't, you know, like brandy or... Okay, so I don't know what the fuck happened to Brandy. I've mentioned this before. We need to talk to whoever did that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, we need to sit them down and have a chat because that was, I don't know what she did. I mean, what did she do? She said it was bad makeup, but I don't buy it. I don't know what she did. You think it's filler? Bad filler? uh, Yeah, I think it's too much filler. Like, someone's not saying no, and she's just like, here, here, here. And it's just, it's changed the shape of her face so much that she's almost unrecognizable. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, no, don't do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's no, not do that. do that. Well, maybe I yeah. can, but because I, I'm not crazy about the shape as is. So yeah, I know soon I'm going to just have my whole face redone. Yeah. I'll be like all the girls on housewives. You won't recognize me like completely different person. <laughs> I'd like a Chris Evans face next. So we can get a doctor on that. Maybe. Well, you know what I found out is that, you know, Dorit's face is actually, um, completely doesn't look anything like what her real face looks like. Really? So, so she has brown, when you look at high school pictures of her, she's got like brown curly hair and like a giant Italian looking nose, which by the way, I'm Italian. So, you know, I, I can say that. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she's got like, um, you know, like a completely different shaped face. So I, all I'm going to say, and then, and then that's weird, right? That Dory does all these glam shoots, 
because yeah yeah, because like she's celebrating that she's so hot but yet she was not at all what she looks like when she was young like biologically she doesn't look anything like how she was born huh so why would you become so pretentious about your looks when you think you'd be more sensitive that you were maybe not you know the stereotypical hot girl and then now all you do is like make make you know glorify stereotypical hot girl yeah. that you've like bought your way into i mean or or it's that she spends so much money on her face that she's like well i have to glorify it i have to get my money's worth i have to talk about it all the time i have to do as many photo shoots as i can to show off this expensive ass purchase well it explains a lot to me i mean you want to hear my conspiracy theory yes <laughs> I could not figure out why Dorit was with PK because let's face it, PK's older mm-hmm. and yeah, he's funny, but, and he's British, he's got the accent, but he's not like a big catch, right? Right. For someone of Dorit's looks, let's right, face it. Right, right, right. Okay. So I was like, this does not Add go up. together. Yeah. Yeah. So what I think it is, is that Dorit actually still probably sees herself as the sort of more regular girl she was when she was in high school and like early in her Mm. life. And she doesn't really, she hasn't totally connected with this hot girl that she bought her way into. Right. And so she still has like self-esteem issues, like the girl who she was before she changed her whole everything. Yeah. See, I, I like that transformation more than Someone who was hot in high school, who gets ugly, still has all this attitude. And you're like, honey, you're ugly now. You gotta, you gotta act like the rest of us. Yeah, you're so <laughs> like, right. Get this attitude out of here. You're just another ugly person. Join the fucking club. Yes, exactly. So I guess my thing with Dorit is I think if we're going to go deep on this one, I think... Dorit has insecurity issues from what she looked like when she was young and she hadn't changed anything. And that's why she went with PK. It was safe, mm. right? And I think that's why she does these glam shoots all the time because I think she's trying to fill a void of her self-esteem from when she was regular looking yeah. before she bought all this glam look. When I pay to completely transform myself to look like a Barbie doll, which I'm going to be doing very soon. That's just around the corner, kids. You think I've changed since I was on Housewives. Wow. Wait. You know, there's people who don't, they, they don't believe it's me. They, they fight with me on Instagram and they say, Dana, I, I don't know what Dana you are. But you're not the Dana Wilkie on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I'm like, no, no, I am. And they're like, no. No, you're not. You're an imposter. <laughs> and Wait, I'm yeah, like... Don't they have a nickname for you? Alien Shapeshifter. <laughs> wow, that's a brutal nickname, but also pretty funny. Yeah, well, it was, you know, it was not easy for me growing up on The Housewives. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> so, I was only okay. 18. <laughs> So I will move on now to um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, We're now at episode five, and I struggled with this week's episode, as I do most episodes of Salt Lake City, mainly because of a few things. Number one, it really... I, I'm not going to do a recap here because, you know, you just have to do your freaking homework before you listen to my podcast, okay? <laughs> like, yeah. go watch it and then come on here. Um, but Mary has this, you know, luncheon or whatever that goes pitong. Mm-hmm. And in it, it comes out that Mary is a racist. So Mary, who is African-American, is a racist to, to African-Americans. And so she refuses to go into a 7-Eleven if she sees African-Americans in the 7-Eleven. Now, she, why do you think that is, Casey? Why do you think she doesn't want to go in a 7-Eleven with African-Americans? You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do 
do your homies uh got a role in your in your little? You mean? Yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying. Oh yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah, we all artists, man. We go. You feel me? We gonna have this like. Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit right now. I got lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I don't, play, don't play with it. No. Take that shit serious. Uh, I can't begin to uh, get my mind into into her mindset, considering she's dating her grandfather. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and say, pass I on that. No, no idea how this woman's brain works. Well, listen to what she says. So they're sitting around just to add to the weirdness of this chick, okay? Mary says to her husband, could you page the housekeeper to bring her food? Okay, during the episode. Now, first of all, my first thought is, what do you mean page? Like, go on like a, a... like what is that system they use in the airport? Like, uh, <laughs> right, right. The, the intercom, <laughs> intercom the airport system. intercom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, sh- Chef Jamie, could you please bring the food up to the kitchen? I get. <laughs> then I thought maybe she's paging him on a pager, you know, like, and then, oh, <laughs> yeah, and I thought that's even weirder. Like, I almost want to think that's what's happening, but. A lot of people commented and said, you know, why doesn't she just page her own servant for food, right? So why are you asking the grandpa to do it? So this is the stuff that plagues me at night. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I have a theory about Mary that I'm ready to uh, disclose, which is I believe that Mary is using the show to get away from the grandpa. I think she's going to try to parlay her fame on the housewives to get some distance between her and the grandpa. On this week's episode, she said um, that she was crying and she said she didn't want to marry Robert Sr. And then she thought it was very weird. What? But her grandmother, Faith Temple, Pentecostal church founder, Rosemary Mama Cosby, wanted it. Oh, And she said she really did and that her grandmother... Forced her. Forced her. Now, I need to say to you that you know that I was very involved with that congregations. Um, there was a congregation person from Mary's church that wrote like an essay on Reddit and published it about um, his experience or her experience with what really went down with this. And what was crazy about it was that that, that congregationer said that it was actually the grandpa who said she had to marry her. I mean him. No, no, no. Yeah, so the grandpa said it, and the grandpa said God told him that Mary was supposed to marry him. So her story about the grandmother saying it and the story that the congregationer is saying don't add up. And now the detail in this report that this guy, this woman or man, churchgoer in Mary's church wrote is so detailed it's pretty hard to not believe it because yeah. it's like extremely detailed wow and uh, the a whole bunch of mary's relatives have gone on record kind of depicting the same story but in no way does it appear that the grandmother wanted her husband to marry her granddaughter and that in fact he blamed god to the the congregation people and that you know the uh, I guess the, what a lot of people are claiming is that Mary kind of came on board with it when she saw the lifestyle that it might get her. And of course, as, as we've said, uh, you know, I'm sure as, as widely known now, the mom didn't want it and left the congregation and all this stuff. But there is a lot of speculation about what happened to the grandmother because um, Mary's mother, who she doesn't talk to anymore, said that she, her mom was in perfect health and her death didn't make sense. You know, it just isn't adding up. You know, mm-hmm. it just isn't adding up. She's trying to make it like it's an arranged marriage and I don't, I'm not buying what she's selling. Yeah. Okay? I'm not. I mean, yeah. I, I, I will say God did tell me something uh, recently as well. Uh, he told me that I should be able to go over to Nick Jonas's house and watch him shower. So... That's something, that's something I'm going to do. That was definitely not God. I keep telling you. Oh. Uh-oh. Sorry, Nick. 
<laughs> That's Lisa Vanderpump. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. You probably don't know what I'm talking about, but she supposedly told Cedric to stay with Lance Bass because it was good for her restaurant. So there lies my joke there. <laughs> oh, really? Wait, yeah. were they, they dated? Yeah, Cedric. Yeah. Cedric Martinez, um, who was Lisa Vanderpump's um, human pet in the right. first season of Housewives. That was, uh, she wanted him to stay with Lance Bass because they were dating and she thought it would be really great if, um, I guess for her restaurant to get press if he did, but he didn't want to stay with him because he was a player. I guess that was the, yeah, that's the gist of that gossip. Um, so I'm, I've been trying to get a hold of Cedric, by the way, because I'm like dying to talk to him and share horror stories. Come on, come on to the podcast, Cedric. Well, he's disappeared. He's disappeared. So the word on the street with him was that he was being abused by his boyfriend in France. And then he did a GoFundMe page and raised 1,500 euro or US, I'm not sure, and um, used it to leave his lover and then disappeared as quickly as he came, like a mystery. Um, And no one knows where he is. And they don't know if he's alive or dead, honestly. Okay, let's get know. HBO Max on this. I need a docu-series. Listen, you heard it first here. I mean, or second, <laughs> or third, or maybe tenth. But, you know, you still heard it. Okay? Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a second podcast that's Finding Cedric. No, I'm, no I'm going to go on. I'm actually, you know how we're planning on doing the podcast all throughout Europe when, when the COVID's over? I yes. swear we're going to do, we're going to do like a Find <laughs> Cedric like episode where all I do yeah. is interview people about yeah. where Cedric went. Yeah. Like we'll find everyone. Interview his family, his friends. He's done quite a few interviews, and I know a lot of people think he's a liar and stuff, but actually, the, I haven't heard one, like, thing that didn't, you know, sound about uh, right to me, uh, yeah. you know? So, I kind of am leaning to the fact that the poor guy just doesn't have a filter and says, you know, pretty much his recollection of of what he thinks is happening, and I don't yeah. think it's that delusional, to be honest. I think... You know, unfortunately, people aren't always what they seem on TV. Sure. You know, they, they can be super charming and funny and seem together and perfect, and they're just not. Also on this week's show, Heather Gay says to Mary that she doesn't think that, like, I guess Mary said that Jen was jealous of her money. Because Mary's mm-hmm. super rich. Although, I don't know if you knew this, but Mary tried to return Jen's Louis Vuitton present at the dinner. So, <laughs> oh, did you know that they were given a Louis Vuitton thing at oh, the yeah. lunch? No, yeah, I saw that. I was like, that's beautiful. My friends are poor. I want that. Yeah, no, of course. I was like, okay, hi, Mary. You had me at hello. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> But anyway, so she's trying to return Jen's gift, which doesn't really imply that she's got like F.U. wealth that she's trying to come off as. But um, she, I guess, puts down Jen saying that Jen doesn't have money, which is why she's jealous of Mary. And really, it has nothing to do with anything else. And Heather's just like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah, I have a Heather Mance going I'm in, I'm just into her totally. And the reason I do is because I was posting on Instagram and I was watching, getting ready to watch the show and I was really excited and I found this whole thing about Heather being afraid to go to church because she's, the people are judgy Mm -hmm. at church. So I did like a funny post about, you know, her being like, I said, don't worry, we won't be judgy. Like, which is obviously double meaning because we're the most judgy, right? <laughs> so, like, fuck church. We've got, church yeah. has got nothing on us. Right, we're right, the most right. judgmental people on the planet, the people watching the show, you know? Mm-hmm. And But she came back, and she was so awesome. She was like, Dana Wilkie, you're an icon. That is so nice for someone who obviously is, you know, on the top of her game, She's going into a show. She's a lead actress. It just shows her character. She's true blue. You know, I mean, yeah, it was nice to have be called an icon, obviously. But what it really <laughs> says to me <laughs> behind the scenes is that Heather is a, is a really good person. Like, she doesn't care about, you know, Bravo or Andy or, I mean, you know, beyond the job. Like, yes, she does care that she does a good job and, you know, she's doing everything right. But... If she really believes something, she's going to say it. Yeah. And um, 
she's not just playing a game. She's doing something more than that. So I really respected that. And so I gave her a shout out back. And then she gave me another shout out. And we like ping ponged on Instagram for a little bit. <laughs> it was so random. It was like at one in the morning or something. But anyway, I saved them because they meant something to me. And Aww. I, yeah. And I really want to say that, um, you know, I'm now a huge Heather fan. I believe she's going to be iconic. I think she already is fast approaching that status with her cute little one-liners and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and she's managing to, to keep it real. So, yeah, I'm really excited for Heather. And I hope to meet her at some point or party with her because she seems super fun. I was like, let's even meet up in Sundance or something. You know, maybe, well, I don't think they're going to do Sundance this year, but next year. So I used to partner with independent film companies and I would... You know, I would basically, uh, after I'd put the brands in the movies, I would arrange the sponsorship for the premiere parties if they didn't have distribution. And these would be really important. So all of the talent would go to these, you know, parties, these premieres in Sundance. And so they were like totally celebrity driven events. I, I worked with Premier Magazine at the time when they were around and we did lots of concerts and stuff. And I got to be friendly with Snoop Dogg and I really love Snoop Dogg. And I'm thinking about maybe reaching out to see if he'll come on the show to gossip with me. I had a TV show called Real, uh, not Real, <laughs> that was another one. I had a TV show called Life of the Party, which was about me throwing my events all over the world. And the cameras followed me around at all my parties. And Snoop Dogg was nice enough to go on and promote me on the show and stuff like that for the cameras and so he's just an amazing guy so wow. i just want to say shout out to snoop dog <laughs> you know what that sound means Ooh, it's time for beef of the week so megan king from the real housewives of orange county as you know um separated from her husband, Jib Edmonds, who was a famous baseball player at one point in time. He did the biggest dick move you could ever do. And I, I know you're dying to know what it is. Do you know what it is? No, but I thought you were going to say he has the biggest dick. And I was like, wow, I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> but, Casey! <laughs> sorry, keep what it, is yeah. wrong with you? Well, you know, it's the rosé. Somebody, somebody please date Casey. Yeah, honestly, okay. this is going to turn into we'll a put, dating show for me. We'll put, we'll put his link in the podcast. <laughs> please date him. His ex-wife... Megan King is living at this house, this colonial looking modest house with the children and in Orange County. Mm-hmm. And that's where she is. And she leaves. And so she leaves the house with like a few bags of clothes and like some belongings left and some garbage around and like, you know, a little poopy stain in the toilet from like someone <laughs> pooping. But like she didn't leave like what? <laughs> But hold on, she didn't poop in the toilet and leave poop in the toilet. She didn't have a kid poop in the toilet. She just had a little poopy stain, like that happens, you know, if you've had too much wine the night before in the toilet. So, no, listen, it gets so much better. So he goes in the house and he pretends for this video, like he's doing a security Deposit walkthrough. Oh, oh my God. No. Okay. So he gets on social media or whatever the video is. I don't know if it was social media, but he posts (laughs) it and it's basically him. And he's like, I'm going to check on the tenants of this house. And he walks in and the tenants are his children and ex-wife. Okay. Rude. Rude. And then he goes, there were four people living in this house, like strangers, not his kids, like four people. Yeah. yeah, Okay. He was trying his hand at comedy and he should stay in his lane. Yeah, and so he goes around the house and he's like, look at the filth these tenants left the house like. And he like shows all this stuff and, you know, he's got, you know, he's showing like, but it isn't even that bad. Like somebody who's had a bad tenant would like laugh at this video. Like it isn't even. And I'm thinking to myself, this guy, in case you don't know, you know, cheated with the babysitter supposedly. There's overwhelming oh. evidence that he cheated with the babysitter and multiple babysitters at that. He's one of those. There's there that is a type of man, of straight man, cheating with well, a babysitter. 
Well, you know what it is, is that I, I know what it is. Like he was a celebrity at one point in baseball. He lost his celebrity. Then he, Megan King goes on the Real Housewives of Orange County overnight. She's more famous than he ever was as a, a baseball player, like doing nothing. It totally pisses him off. He, she gives all her attention to the show. Like we, you know, we yeah. all do when we're on it. And he basically gets so jealous and loses all of his self-esteem that he starts to look at girls who look up to him Ew. like the babysitter, right? You're my boss. You're a person in power and you're, a, you know, the man of this house or whatever. This, this housewife loves you, so you're obviously worth something. And the babysitter falls for him or multiple babysitters and he takes advantage of it and he cheats on the wife to get self-esteem back. Yeah. Okay. Ew. And that's what went down there. And you know what? I wish she had taken a big shit and left it in the toilet instead yeah. of just a little skid mark. Okay. <laughs> Cause that's what he deserved. And more importantly, okay. I would have spray painted that whole fucking house yeah. with like you cheating bastard. Yeah. I would have said this man cheated with the babysitter because you know, that it's, babysitter's not going to be working in that neighborhood. For sure. <laughs> what a low life to distance yourself from your wife and kids in such a, way, a stupid way. And you know what? A, a friend of mine on my Instagram said it best. She's like, what are you going to do? Deduct it from the security deposit? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the point yeah. of this video? Yeah. You moron. As you know, I was cheated on. I haven't gone into depth about this story, mm -hmm. but I was, been, you know, I was cheated on from the time that I was eight months pregnant on. <gasps> No. Yeah, yeah, in a horrific way. And and I'll get into this on another podcast. I mean, I think it's so gross. It's so weak and gross. Yeah. And I hope that people that are cheating or are thinking of cheating really reconsider, okay? Because there's nothing good that comes from it. Just be, don't be a wuss and yeah. say to the person, I don't like you anymore. Yeah. I don't like you anymore. Risk and, your money, you know, like right. risk it all. Don't be such a loser. <laughs> I have cheated on a boyfriend in the past. So like you like, did Casey. Yeah, I know. And so it's, it's tough for me to hear that because it's, I don't think people think like I, I certainly, I should speak for myself. I was not thinking when I did it. Like I wasn't thinking for one, I was very young. How many, how many times did you cheat? Just once. Okay, well then that's fair enough. You could, you could have, I guess, a mistake. It just wasn't a good fit. We were like ten or eleven years of age difference. He was eleven years older than I was, and it just wasn't a good fit. And I wasn't ready to be honest with myself, and I just thought I could force it to work. And then, you know, you cheated on him. Yeah. Okay, so you cheated on him with someone else. Yeah. Oh, I thought you cheated with him. No, 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 no. Oh, wow. Well, way to go for admitting it. That's the first step is that I'm a fucking loser and I'm a cheater. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, start with that yeah. and then you change it. But listen, you know what? As long as you're making yourself a better person. Yeah. You know, I don't believe that once a cheater, always a cheater. I think you do have an inclination for it, but that I think you can change that always. And yeah. Be, and I like, mean, it's, you, it's a horrible, horrible feeling to feel it, like you're that kind of person, you know? Totally. It is. It is. I mean, I, yeah, no fucking hate cheaters. Sorry. <laughs> I fucking yeah. hate you. I'm I hate you. I yeah. hate you. But Casey, cheers to being honest because somebody listening to this will appreciate that you were honest about that. Cause believe me, not everybody is as angelic as I am. As perfect as I am. Right. Okay. Google, Google me. You'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. Come on, bitch, bitch, let's go. Casey, the next topic I want to talk to you about is Erica Girardi and Tom Girardi and what's happening with them and Tom more specifically. So it turns out that this law firm, Edelson, sued both Tom Giardi and Erica this week because, I guess, tens of millions of dollars from plane crash victims were paid out to Tom Giardi's law firm, but Tom Giardi didn't 
pass that money on to the victims and instead used it to fund his lavish life with Erica Jane. And this is uh, in a complaint that was filed uh, by them. So, I mean, I don't know how much worse you can get than stealing from a 2018 crash of Lion Air Flight 610, which killed 189 people. But Tom Jordy essentially has been, I guess, using that money to fund Erica Jane's lavish lifestyle, which includes, of course, 40,000 a month in glamorous um, facial treatments and hair treatments and such. I don't know, like that sounds like she's getting an entire body plastic surgery makeover every month because I cannot understand where 40,000 comes from, but whatever, let's just pretend it's true and that's what they've been doing. And um, yes, now Erica Jane, of course, has been trying to file for uh, a divorce, which, you know, this was floating around Beverly Hills for a while, which is why I broke the story. I, I broke that story, by the way. Thank you very much. I'm going to say that again. Okay. And um, and Erica, um, she, you know, she basically was trying to run away from the debt. And everyone thought she was going for the assets, and I knew she was going for the debt. She was trying to get away from the debt. Mm-hmm. So in, a, in California, it's a 50-50 state. So if you... Uh, don't have a prenuptial agreement, you get 50% of a person's assets, but you also get 50% of the debt, which means that Erica Jane could end up bankrupt at the end of this if people that are suing Tom Giardi are able to sue her and also pierce the corporate veil. Mm. So she was trying to get away, I think, with some assets before he lost everything, but too late for that. Yeah. Gosh, that's tough because the only thing I really know Tom Girardi from is Aaron Brockovich and I loved Aaron Brockovich. Well, he was a very minor attorney in that. There was something oh. like 40 attorneys in Oh shit. Yeah, in the Aaron Brockovich case and he was just one of them and he was not the one that is the star of that movie that is the old man. He mm-hmm. it, that is not based on him. Oh, okay. I he, really always imagined it was. So that's that's pretty upsetting for me. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people did, by the way. But if you read the small print, then what you find is that he was like, uh, he was actually one of the younger depicted by a fictional character in the film who was a younger character who was only in the movie for like 30 seconds. Hmm. And that's because that was really the role he played. Now, it would appear that not only is this lawsuit you know, obviously horrific. And by the way, I'm going to send you the voicemails of what Tom Giardi left um, for the victim or the victim's representative. I'm not sure if it was the representative or the victim themselves that he was working with and owed the money to, but I'm going to send you two of those voicemails and I'd like you to play it for, for the people on the podcast. Ralph, I think Tom Girardi, I'm we're doing good on this thing, getting things squared away and shit. Um, don't be mean to me. <laughs> be nice to me. I'm doing good. It was because of me that we got this, by the way. Anyway, um, I'm uh, doing some hospital testing the next two days, but I'll be in touch. Don't. Don't worry about everything. We're friends. Things are going to work out good. Goodbye. Yeah. Oh my God, I have to listen to the next one. Hold no, on. but hold on. Just so you know, but but no, no, Tom. Actually, the reason that they were getting the money is because they lost a loved one in an airline crash, not because you're a great lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Hey, uh, Tom Girardi. Um, we screwed up here a little bit. We got things. We had three different air crashes and they got a little screwed up. I'll have everything worked out by Thursday. I'm so sorry. This doesn't, it's never happened before. But anyway, everything will be smoked over on Thursday. Thank you. Okay, so it does sound like smoked over, doesn't it? 
Well, no, it sounds like an old man kind of going smooth. You know how those old men kind of get those dry, <laughs> no, It weird... sounds like he's saying big fucking smoke screen, smoke over is what it sounds uh, like. I don't, it sounds grosser to me than that. It's like okay. smoothed over. Okay, so what did you think? <laughs> don't like drool on me, Tom. <laughs> Tom, get your dead skin Tom, off my shoulder. <laughs> so, okay, so this <laughs> So no, I just wanted to say that I went ahead and looked up in the Los Angeles County Superior Court if indeed this was the only time that this has ever happened to Tom Girardi because he does say to the guy like this has never happened before, right? But it, I'm afraid <laughs> there are numerous lawsuits no. that are listed, yeah, against Girardi Keese um, in regards to the same kind of problem. So I guess this is not the first time, at least a complaint has been filed. So Casey, the plot thickens even further because uh, Girardi Keys had two attorneys, Aaron Scappa and Alexa Galloway, who um, were named in a malpractice suit and they just left the firm this week. Huh. And even further than that, now there's possible civil and criminal contempt penalties um, that are being brought by Boeing against Girardi. And if that doesn't get worse, um, DLA Piper, which is a huge law firm, uh, they have very good looking attorneys, by the way, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. just saying I knew a few of them. Um, mm-hmm. They are also having an issue with him. Um, they're representing Stillwell Madison. Um, so there were they needed they said they they were mulling severe non-monetary sanctions against Girardi and his firm, and they ordered the firm to produce certain documents. Uh, so it's not looking good, but the best part of it not looking good is that Ingstrom, Lipscomb, and Lack LLP own part of the building on his palm tree lined stretch of Wilshire Boulevard in his office building where it lies Whoa. and he owes 1 million in rent. So he owes 1 million in rent on his freaking law offices. His phones are being repossessed in his computer systems, his Xerox machine. <laughs> Can you imagine poor Tom? <laughs> He's holding on Sounds to that like, Xerox what, machine. What is that machine? Why are you taking this machine from me? No, he'd be like holding on to it for like, like, you're not fucking taking it. He's being sued by another uh, group, um, which, uh, let's see, Stillwell Madison that I, I had actually, I think, mentioned um, earlier that DLA Piper is representing, is um, alleging that he owes three and a half million in unpaid loans, but they're saying that he's been fraudulent in that he used the, he originally took out the $5.1 million loan for the purposes of his law firm for use as, I guess, cash flow and other things for oh, his law God. firm. But he, he, he didn't use it in, in the law firm. And he, in fact, you know, took it out of the company banking and brought it into his personal banking and then used it for the lavish lifestyle that then he afforded Erica. Now, based on Erica's lifestyle, I just want to say as a Beverly Hills insider, I'm going to say that she was living on about 1.2 million a year. So don't kid yourselves. She's definitely at that 1.2, million a year lifestyle. Right. And this man is not making that and he's not paying his debts. So, you know, He's moving what what would what what appears to be happening as like a a Ponzi scheme. He's moving loan money to pay off other loans and cases to pay off things to keep everybody at bay. But then what happens when that occurs is that eventually if there's like a circumstance out of your control, like for example, your plane victims want all their money now and find out that you've been paid the entire settlement and you haven't given them anything. Yeah, that's sketch. It falls apart, you know, and you can't keep up with the image. Casey, you know, I'm going, can I have like a a profit soundtrack of some sort? Like, and so now I'd like to give my, Prophetic reading for Erica Girardi. 
Okay. So Erica, I believe, is going to end up having to file for bankruptcy because I believe she's not going to be able to outrun this debt. And I think that just to be on the safe side, the creditors are going to want to see her bankrupt so that they know she didn't take an asset that they can't get their hands on. Mm. She could end up being responsible for Tom Jardy's legal fees also. What? How, how could that be? How? It's a coming. It's a coming. Okay. Trust me on that one. You know how I felt like there had been some unfinished business at the reunion with Andy Cohen and Lisa Renna because of Harry Hamlin? Sure, yeah. Because I felt like Kim Richards called out that Harry Hamlin had some big secret and that oh, Lisa yes. didn't want it to come out in Amsterdam. Yeah, and I was during like, the fight where she smashes the glass, which is, yeah. oh my God, what an amazing fight. Now, let's start off by talking about Harry Hamlin and... I want everyone to understand that Harry Hamlin was super freaking hot. hot. Harry Hamlin is the star of the Clash of the Titans, okay? If you haven't seen, for my millennials out there, maybe even, what are you, a Generation Z-er? I don't know. Oh, wow, you really think I'm young, which I love. Yeah, you I'm look a millennial. like Ron Howard. <laughs> no, okay, <laughs> bitch, you better watch it. <laughs> <laughs> In happy days. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there. <laughs> Clarify. Before the Clash of the Titans, Harry Hamlin was arrested for running a brothel out of uh, his school in Berkeley, which shows Wait. that he's quite whoa, bright. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Excuse me? Yeah. Harry Hamlin? Yeah. Running a brothel? Yeah, he ran a brothel out of Berkeley. Well, yeah, this, Ber- you, Ber- you can do anything in Berkeley, but... No, but I'm really curious, like, like, this is kind of like risky business. And I'm wondering if, like, somehow risky business is based on Harry Hamlin's, you know, arrest at Berkeley. Because it's totally Tom Cruise. And it's the story of risky business. It, exactly wow. the story. So I want to know, please comment if you think possibly risky business could be based on Harry Hamlin's arrest at Berkeley because it, it was, you know, publicized it, you know, that it happened and that essentially he was renting out rooms to prostitutes or to women. He framed it in a way that it didn't seem like that, but yes, it was (laughs) because that's what went down. And, um, yeah, so prostitutes were renting out this fraternity house that he was the head of and renting out rooms by the hour to have sex. Now, maybe there were kids they called prostitutes or I don't know, but that's how it went. Well, sex work should be legal, one, and two, uh, that makes Harry Hamlin a little bit sexier to me. Well, I mean, I think sex work should be legal if it makes people safer. So what happens is he gets kicked out of Berkeley And it's a big scandal. So we know that Harry Hamlin can be a bit of a scandalous character, okay? And Mm -hmm. he's obviously kind of loose in terms of his sex opinions, right? Because if you're running a brothel, you're not exactly, what do you call that, conservative, right? You're kind of loosey-goosey with sex. Yeah. From this comes some of the gossip that, I guess, haunts Lisa Renna. And Mm. people have been just trying to, I guess, make up stuff against him for a while. So one of the things that was made up was that uh, Julianne Phillips, the ex-wife of Bruce Springsteen, um, who worked with Hamlin in a 1997 movie, Allie and Me, um, basically said that maybe there had been some sort of allegation of rape. Now, she said it is absolutely untrue and that never happened. So I don't know, you know, why that floats out there and where that comes from. But that was one thing that people were speculating for a while. And then there was another thing which was recent that was that this woman named Patricia, who lives in Canada, was having like rendezvous with Harry Hamlin at his house his country home in Canada and hooking up with this girl named Patricia and someone went publicly and like attacked Lisa Renna on Twitter and said, listen, we think this is real. And you know, Patricia is a friend of mine. Yeah. And, and we all know that Harry Hamlin has a separate life in Canada. 
So Denise Richards also said something very telling, which was an indicator that there's something definitely here, um, which was you better be careful saying this because yours will be shown too regarding text messages and an affair. Ooh, which begs the question, how come nobody's looking at Lisa's having an affair? I think Lisa Renna wants attention, and when anybody wants attention, they usually seek out a lover. Lisa Renna, I guess, eventually comes clean on Twitter with what she thinks that Kim's talking about, and she says it's that Harry Hamlin fucked their dog. I, I, did, I can't make this up. I. Oh my God. Okay, so I know, it sounds like we went off the rails on that one, but it truly is what she said. So she said like, oh, so, you know, you think Harry Hamlin fucked the dog or or you're talking about him fucking a dog. I don't know, it was so confusing, but I watched the whole exchange on Twitter. This really happened. My feeling is that everyone's focusing on Harry Hamlin, but I'm not sure that Harry Hamlin's the one we should be focusing on. And I wonder, because Lisa's very hot. And Harry seems very disengaged with Lisa. And if Harry is slightly living a life in another house, because by the way, on an episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in uh, earlier this year, uh, Harry said something like, when the girls come see me at the house on air. And the fans picked up on it and were like, wait a minute, what do they mean by that? Is that a separate house? Because there's a lot of rumors that Harry doesn't actually live in the house in Beverly Hills. He lives at one of their other houses. And just for the show, he's there. So I'm thinking maybe the secret that Kim Richards didn't, was going to let out wasn't to do with Harry Hamlin. And it was to do with Lisa Renna in regards to Harry Hamlin. And then there were gay rumors that he was gay. Now, he said, no. I'm not gay. I was in a gay movie in the 80s, and that gave me, the, you know, all this gay, uh, that I, you know, rumors that I was gay, but I'm not gay. But there are Canadians, by the way, that constantly DM me on Instagram saying that they 100% believe he's gay. But I don't believe that. But that's what they believe. I don't believe, believe that either. Did I lose yeah. you? Are you asleep? You lost <laughs> Oh, uh, hold on. I was reading something. Okay. okay. <laughs> so funny that you could tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and that is how we're going to wrap up the show. Yes, we have a sleeping host. Oh, he's been living away. I guess when he goes on jobs, he mo- he's not in their house. So, oh. so Harry Hamlin, when he goes on jobs, is not always in their house, not just their own homes. Like we're talking when he's traveling on acting jobs. So that's when I guess this other life could, could occur. Um, so, so here's something that was interesting in regards to our conversation in reality blurb. This is old now. This is from 2018, but you know, we got to dig deep. We're going to do this. It says Harry joked that it's been quote a miracle that he and his Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star wife have managed to stay together for nearly 30 years. It, I don't think it was close to 30. It's like 23, but okay. <laughs> Quote, just miraculous. We're still firing on all... Sen- oh, uh, oh, I guess he's saying 26 or 27 years. Okay. He said in a sneak peek shared by Us Weekly, we never get tired of each other's stories. Lisa is a master of social media and pop culture. My real interests are the political and scientific. We put a lot of time in therapy and talking and reading books and trying to figure out how to create a foundation for our family, he continued. Okay, that's, you know, that's definitely a red flag. Please tell me the last shit hot relationship you had that involved reading books because I really want... That's weird. That uh, that part I'm confused by. Yeah, like come over and let's read a book. That sounds good. Yeah. That sounds like I think you're really interesting. Right, and right, right. and let's go to therapy. No, that is not hot. There are ways to have hot relationships. What these people need to do is I think Lisa and Harry need to they need to go away and come back. They need to take a break. Really? Yeah, and they need to like rekindle that hotness. Cuz Harry was obviously very sexual, right? He's he's contemplating sex 
in his movie choices. He ran a brothel. He <laughs> was a sex star. I mean, you know, not a, a, like a sex star, sex star. Sex but symbol. Like, he's sex symbol. That's what I meant. Yeah. And then he goes from that to reading books and going to therapy and like sitting on the sidelines while Lisa Renna does like sexy dance videos on Instagram. What was that? On TikTok? Both. Something's off. IGTV. I mean, something's <laughs> off. I don't, you don't have to be a genius. They need to release a sex tape, really, is what they need to do. That's what I'm saying. I'd that watch. would put my fears in. <laughs> there we go. I would be okay with it then. Yeah. Oh, wow. I just had an uh, epiphany. Part of me in my conspiracy theory analysis of this gossip is that I want to look at Lisa Renna and I want to wonder if Lisa's maybe, you know, having some action somewhere. But also, what's really interesting to me is that the way Kim says, let's talk about the husband. Let's not talk about what you don't want out. You better watch what you talk about me or everybody will know. So could it possibly be something derogatory about Harry that maybe is making Lisa kind of want to check out of the marriage? Like maybe like they're not having sex and they're going to therapy and reading books. I'm not getting it. I think it's all a farce. I, I'm sort of with the fans on this one. I think Harry and Lisa are maybe living separate lives together. That's all I'm going to say. And since it seems to be going around, you know, Beverly Hills. <laughs> That's what I think. So Lisa Ren is a cancer and you know, when you don't have hard facts, you always go to horoscopes. That's what people do, especially <laughs> people that want real concrete <laughs> something okay so lisa renna here is why you might be cheating because having low self-esteem is one of the number one reasons people cheat because it gives them an ego boost so if your cancer is too sensitive and they don't feel loved they may look for love and validation elsewhere and with that okay. harry hamlin you need to love your lisa and with that, exit song. <laughs>